right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast, Sunday night here in the Kill House. Solly here to my left, a fired up Tron Carter, ready to roll. Let's do this, baby. Uh, across the table, Mr. DJ Pie. Hello, greetings. We've gotten so much better at introducing ourselves. We're, we're killing it. I never forget now. Uh, well, why don't you, what are we, what are we drinking tonight? You want to, you want to kick us off on? Sure. The, yeah. Oh, just some delicious homebrew. This is actually not as, not, not a, no, 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 just, you know, we were talking about, uh, it's kind of a running trend. I don't know if that's a growing alcoholism trend or uh, just a running, you know, we're, we're laid back. It's golf season. Uh, delicious homebrew from a, I believe it goes by CB Deer Antler Spray uh, on The Refuge. So thanks. shout out to him for. I'm going to take a little sip of this right now. So I think it's called the, what it, was it? The downtown uh, something brown? Uh, Seattle. Seattle Superhunt. Yeah. Downtown Freddie Brown, I yeah. believe. Uh, not gonna, do it. Not gonna lie, we were texting this morning. All right, TC, what are you drinking? Oh, you have the same thing. Well, okay, I have so. the same thing. I, okay. if, if you guys need, to, if this is really if there's good. There's any sort of yeah. our head of HR, Icarito. There's any sort of drug testing going on. <laughs> may not need to happen after the CB deer antler spray. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we were texting this morning, kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know about the pod tonight, man. Like, what are we going to talk about? I mean, the, the, the tournament was not exciting until today. I know we, it was challenging. It was different than the normal PGA Tour event, but. Holy shit! Did it deliver today? And I said this on Twitter, but like either NBC is better at delivering the, dr- or either they get the best tournaments somehow, or they are way way better at making that seem exciting. The best tournaments, tremendous tournaments. <laughs> TNT, we know drama. They know drama. No, I, shout out to Kira. Sedgwick. Yeah, I, we don't need to do a bunch of broadcast. No, no, stuff, I don't. I, I just I like, think it's like think back to all the non-major PJ Tour events that you really are seared into your memory. Like how many of them were yeah. on NBC? How how many of them were on CBS? That's the end of the prosecution, coverage. Prosecution rest. We're going to talk about Paul Azinger a little bit. I have a feeling, but that's the end of coverage takes uh, sure. other than that. What do you want to start with Sungjae? Can we so get, you're driving the ship. Can man. we Hung go with a, a Hung question? Hungjae. Hungjae. Uh, Hung uh, R-I-N-S-R underscore researched asked, how far down the career earnings list do you stop before you take, take M's future career earnings? I think this is a really, really good question because as I look up the career earnings list, <laughs> Sung J, it's my, it's like my homepage. It's like my favorite, favorite website. Uh, Sung J never stops playing. He's 22 now or 21, 22. One of those I two. 21. I wasn't say, I don't even think he's 22 yet. He, the purses are about to go up yeah. and he's going to play a literally his whole career in this era with all of the money and it's about to be even more he turns 22 on march 30th just for, okay. for what it's worth and he's made six million dollars already something like that Jesus. i was gonna say sergio garcia at 50 million dollars pretty much even and that's just his pga tour earnings that's not yeah. euro tour but that feels low oh right, right now that feels low like i said we don't know what the future of, of money and, and i don't these things don't count fedex bubble at some point too, well right? fedex money's i mean if, if, if rumored to be 25 million dollars to the winner in the future and he's going to be in like the top 10 of that for a and long that time that counts as official money i, I don't does no. not on the on the list it does just not, black so. money. that's yeah. the craziest yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's wild it's it's just the it's petty cash the, you the would think there's run. a bubble it, it, so there's something to a player that f- as far as we're concerned the personality is not there because we don't hear him speak like we don't hear him speak he speaks through an interpreter uh 
But the fact that he is that entertaining to watch play golf without getting to know his personality says a lot for his playing style. I mean, that was those shots coming down the stretch. He was the only one hitting shots directly at every single pin. <laughs> Maybe not 18. But <laughs> Bones was losing his mind. Because <laughs> it, so it was amazing. It was the one, awesome. The one I he hit on 16 it. was like the, out of the bunker. It was like kind of like a high fan cut five iron. Yeah. And he just perfect, perfect weight over the hazard, taking on the pin directly. Plenty I mean, of spin on it. Un fucking believable like, it was nuts <laughs> i didn't see until the re- i just saw the replay uh just before we started of mckenzie hughes did the uh pedro serrano uh like the the, <laughs> the uh marbles he did the gif like after sung jay's shot into 17 for that line that he took and they're going head to head how was great unreal. was that show unreal man so good for mckenzie hughes too i know he's a, a friend of the pod one of our you know one of our guys we always root for but cool you know he's had a, a rough six eight months here so good to see him Find some form. Made the cut on the number and almost won the 66, golf 66 on the weekend. So does the PGA, like the PGA Tour literally cut the number of players that make the cut from 70 to 65. Yeah. In part I think because, it's been a good thing. Overall. Yeah, but like you get, a guy still makes it on the number. Imagine, I mean, I don't know. It's probably because a good the thing. Fact, the whole the whole MDF thing felt like it's kind of weight. It right? is kind of kind of silly, but it's it like, is. All right, if, you know, these number of guys are going to cash out, bottom line. But it's kind of crazy to think that you could, you know, you're, you have a putt on the last green on Friday to decide if you're in the tournament, and you could still win it yeah. come Sunday. Totally. So. Do we have a stat on how long it had been since? Brant Snedeker in 2016, according to Justin Ray, was the last one at the Farmers. Was uh, that the year it was biblical with all the wind and crazy weather? Yes, was that was, was, was that a Monday finish? Yeah. I think it was a Monday no-fan finish or something like right. that. Uh, I didn't realize this. Rory, he, gained like, he gained like 12 shots on the field in yeah. the final round <laughs> by, sh- by shooting like three under or something. Yeah. Carl Pedersen did it at the 2010 RBC Canadian Open. And Rory McIlroy at the 2010 Quail Hollow Championship. A backdoor really? win. How His first that? win. was a. Oh, that's was, right. He shot like 62 in the final round yeah. or something, right? I think it was 61. I'm gonna, but may I'm have been. Um, that leaderboard up because that's you just piqued my interest. Yeah, shout out to Sean Martin who sent that over. He's always, uh, always willing to... to Throw in some stats when needed. Um, so, Sungjae, th- all right, we got to talk about Fleetwood. Got one by four, too. Yeah. Not, not, not only did he make <laughs> yeah. the cut on the number, that's what I'm saying. one by four. It's like, are we cutting Over too Phil many guys? And on Hale Cabrera. That's. Are too many guys getting cut? Question mark. Probably yeah, I, not. I'm going to say no. Probably not, yeah. but it is interesting that it, that it could happen. Well, so, so I want to, I before we move on, I want to give Sungjae his his due here because what like what is it that it that makes him interesting to watch do you think because you, you said two-part question one you said you before don't before you even go there i don't i don't think we were going to move on i was going to talk about sung yeah we're yeah we're, we're slamming the brakes on that two things you said one I, I agree i think without knowing anything about his personality he's still fascinating to watch which begs the question like we probably mega overrate people's personalities on tour <laughs> and that's worth worth acknowledging i will uh, say though some know. of it has been Guys that play with him in the President's Cup. Ricky or, would be a good example of that. No, but guys I, I, that I, see him week in, week out on tour, and it's like, he sounds like the man, too. Yeah. He's drinking milkshakes at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you that, overwhelmingly, you need a reason to root for people if you tune in to watch golf. Why do you root for Brooks? I don't necessarily root for Brooks. Really? No. I, I have mean, been. The last, the last like few for majors, majors I root for greatness in the majors. Yeah. Like that's, that's So really that's not rooting for Brooks, necessarily, though. That's just rooting for greatness. It's almost yeah. rooting for selfish purposes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, I would not be rooting 
for Brooks down the stretch at PJ National uh, for him to like win a tour event. Like for him, I wouldn't care about him. I wanted Fleetwood to win today, but I was. I mean, I also wanted Sungjae to win. Why? Why? Also, you, Mackenzie. I mean, that's what made it so fun. It's like no matter who won, we yeah, were going to be, be happy. Yeah, yeah, I think no, we're rooting for Brooks not to win tour events. So yes, majors well, to right. Stop screwing that up. Well, maybe like Dustin Johnson is a good example then. Like, there's. N- What's the what's the personality reason to root for Dustin Johnson? I'm pretty bored when he wins PGA Tour events. I, I love it. I always root for him. You're rooting for history because he's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> On a one to two <laughs> shot stretch, for sure. Patrick Cantlay, I would kind of put in that category. I root for him to win. I don't know fucking anything about well, him. But I, think, I, I think Cantlay lives in that category. Xander's in that category, I'd say. Yeah, I think Xander's, Xander's more into, I don't know. I think both those guys are just more to it than we don't. That we just don't know yet. But like we're trying we to get are on the three pot. massive golf fans and like we don't know it. So like yeah. who like who does? That's true. <laughs> Check, I, 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 listen to their, I would their, love to hear more about it. But Sanders upbringing and all that stuff sounds fascinating. But yeah, the reason I don't. Both of their podcast episodes, Cantley and uh, Xander Shoffley, they were both on the Altus uh, podcast, Earn Your Edge podcast, okay. and they're both really interesting listens. It's a little free, more technical than ours, but <laughs> sure. Free ad in exchange yeah. for some golf lessons. Shout out to all, guys. The, all the boys in Dallas. Uh, no, I will But seriously, like, why aren't those on? And, and no no disrespect to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Cam and uh, Corey Lumberg, but, like, they're, they're, it's just, like, cool. Like, if, if those are really, really good, then, like, get them out to a wider audience. Yes. Yeah. Those are guys that are in the mix on a weekly basis and we need to hear more from them. We're working on it. We're working on it. So that gets back to the first part of the question. It's like, why do you think it's fun to watch Sungjae? His playing style. I think for somebody that's going to play that aggressively and, you know, there's so much on tour. I feel like, and I can't like prove this, but I feel like there's a lot of people when they come down the stretch, it is a balance between trying to win and still place well. Yeah. And today felt completely reckless at times a hundred percent trying to win and yeah. just trying to win the tournament and to that makes me seven feet on 15 and seven. Oh my god that made me feel alive though it you did know what totally I mean? I mean, yeah it's so to, to execute like to try for it is one thing and to actually execute on top of it is is another so i'm trying I mean, to it was so fun to watch the president's cup too totally yeah no i but i'm i'm with you i was thrilled watching him but yeah i'm, I'm curious i just i, I think i'm 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 dying for for some more. I want to know more about him. I want sure. to. Yeah. I want him well, to have more. He dimensions. doesn't have a home. He just travels every week. Exactly. To week. Somebody. This guy good, plays almost every week. Somebody had a good question. It's like, what does he do with the trophy? Does he put it in his hotel room? That's a great. That's a great question. <laughs> One of the other things I think just with like, it seemed like he made a lot of putts down the stretch. He made yeah. the putt on 15. Made the putt on 17. Those were those were big time putts. But he also missed the six footer on uh, 12, and then he missed the 10 footer on. 13. Yeah, he did. So, it, so it's not like he, you know, like he, he could have gone away and, and he missed those and he still won. Like, I think one thing that's really interesting about him is he has the potential. Uh, I, I'm sure there's going to be examples I'm not thinking of, but d- does he have the potential to become basically like the first non English speaking superstar in America? That is. I think he knows English better than. No, no, no. And yeah. I don't even mean that. I, I think mean, like, he'll it'd be, be interesting to see if like he's the guy because so far, I, I mean, who has kind of been in that category of Hideki? Like we're told that Hideki's big in Japan, and and of course, like those guys are massive in Japan and Korea, and but to be places, big but overall, none of them seem like they've really like crossed over. I know Hideki's the closest. I got real nervous listening to Zinger and Jack Nicholas say that <laughs> Sungjae reminded them of Hideki. They yeah, they, they brought it together. It was about the backswing. They saved it. Okay, it was like that, the that delay in the in the yeah, swing yeah. and the takeaway. I'll tell away. you, Sungjae reminds me of a little bit. I mean, I, I like his swing a lot better. He's not as good of a putter, but. He reminds me of like the, the Asian Rom. Yeah. To where 
Like he's I, he's very very close to at that same level. Here. Slightly different temperaments on the course, <laughs> but Rom's no, really been working hard <laughs> this weekend. But just as far as as their as their actual shot shape, and yeah, their, mm-hmm. and their ability to hit irons and their ability to just mashers. Yeah, and it, you know, like it was it was impressive just watching him. Those were fearless lines he was yeah. taking. Before we go to the next segment, uh, for those of you that did listen to Tuesday's episode with uh, Eric Van Royen, I actually didn't do an intro. Like I didn't want it because I didn't know how to say his name properly in English. There's like a South African like way to say it. I'm probably not saying. <laughs> well, you're it right. not South African, so I, w- I, I wouldn't so worry about it. Eric South Van Ruyen, <laughs> South Africa. Uh, I don't know if you heard him talk about the Maverick, the Callaway Maverick three wood. If you missed it, he said he loved it. The minute he got it, um, putting it behind the ball, he said it sat really well uh, with the classic three wood shape. But uh, w- while we know about the shape, of course, the Maverick looking classic, but the interior has all the futuristic bells and whistles that Callaway's R&D team has to offer. Just like the Maverick drivers, the new line of the Fairway Woods benefits from artificial intelligence and intelligence design faces. There's the Maverick Fairway Wood that'll fit just about anyone. There's the standard head, the sub-zero head that typically is used by the high-speed, high-spin players like Mr. Van Royen. Like, like Mr. TC. Too. Yeah, you're you're a sub zero three wood guy now. I am. All right. It's it's such it's a smaller head, which people are, oh TC you hit it all over the club face. Why would you need a smaller head? But uh, is it, anybody saying that? I don't, I don't know that, that I've, I've ever heard that. anybody say that. Uh, it, it's actually I hit it really well. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't I think, think anybody. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying. Give the, yourself the, a little credit, the man. listeners, the followers. I don't think they say that either. The the everyone knows you hit it good. Uh, um, no, it's it's really it's super clean. No offense to anyone, no offense to the Flash, but yeah. I like the Maverick three wood shape a lot better. And if you need a little bit more help, there's the Maverick Max, of course. So <laughs> artificial intelligence. If I may take it from here, uh, do you use the three wood? Oh my god, it's the best three wood I've hit in like yeah a god, long I haven't time. Hit the three wood yet? They're awesome. Make me jealous. They're awesome. And I was kind of I like the Epic Flash, they, but they they felt very uh, the the Max three wood is. So comfortable, and maybe I'm just in the honeymoon period right now, where it feels like you can do no wrong. But yeah, hitting off the tee, a little bit of a draw bias, so I don't hit those big like kind of block fades out. Shout out fade, to quote unquote. Shout out to Fleetwood. <laughs> no. Shout out to Brendan Steele on 18. For legal reasons, we are not using their names in the ad portion. <laughs> no, of this different, podcast. different Fleetwoods. <laughs> different Fleetwood Brendan Steele. Yeah, yeah, different Brendan Steele. Um, so check out the Maverick Fairway Woods today at CallawayGolf.com. That's CallawayGolf.com. I actually just switched to the Maverick, the regular driver. I put it in play uh, this weekend. I haven't played with it yet. We're going to find out tomorrow. But <laughs> That's I, cool. hit, I hit it on the range, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a change from the Sub-Zero. So I'm excited to see that. Awesome. Um, where do you guys want to go next? We can go Fleetwood. We can go Grandstands. Or we can go Zinger. Let's go Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Okay. I, I got to get it off my chest. What did you think about what Zinger said about Fleetwood? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh man, that was bullshit. <laughs> Are we being serious? Well, I was, uh, I was joking because that was that's more Zinger related than Fleetwood related. But we can talk okay. about that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. time. But it was, okay. I think, but it's more about Fleetwood than yeah. Like, yeah. What 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 was said? What did Zinger say? So Zinger said basically that Tommy Fleetwood ha- hasn't made it yet because he hasn't won a PGA Tour event, which that's also suggesting that Monty hasn't made it yet or. <laughs> <laughs> well, which really is a take him? I would listen to. The that's kind of sweet. The way he's, I, I think he was like. I like 10% agree with Zinger. He delivered it very poorly, I would say. He referred to the Euro Tour as that tour, <laughs> over on that European <laughs> tour, which just felt a little disrespectful. Like he didn't, I think he was, I don't think he meant to be that big of a dick about it, but it definitely came off that way. A lot of people rallied to Fleetwood's defense. It's a complicated topic. It's not a, I don't, I definitely am not like, yep, Zinger's right, but I think that there's something to it. Like there's at least something to what he said. So you're saying that, 
Oh no, here we go. I'm not, whatever you're about to say, no, <laughs> oh, that's gonna, not what I'm, I'm saying. Paint you in the worst whatever that's idea. whatever you're about to say is not what I'm saying. Um, I'm trying to see around the corner mm-hmm. on what you're saying. Uh, I haven't said anything really yet. I'm not yet, yeah, or, or <laughs> what you're intimating here. But we were in Abu Dhabi was mm-hmm. it, two years ago, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Fleetwood was going. Was it back to back? It was his second consecutive Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So going back to back, I think the strength of field was probably up there with the Honda. I'm right there with you. I'm, it, strength of field for that event was 351. The year before when he won was 330. Uh, the French Open that he won was 270. Okay. And this week was 261. You're exactly right. So that, yeah. so, so, and, and this is relative to other tournaments on this PGA Tour that we're discussing right now. Where does the Honda fall in the priority or in the, in the, I, I don't have that prepared for you just now, but it's low-ish. 40th to 50th percentile, like probably yeah. the average. For this stretch of the tour, it's definitely on the lower this end. Like year. For January, February, March, into March, definitely on the low end. It's probably somewhat closer to the American Express, I would say, just because like no, not one of the top 10 shows up. So okay. the way the strength of field ratings work is if you get, like if Rory would have shown up this week, it might have bumped it up what? to 330 or something. What was this week? 261. The AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am was two twenty seven. Oh wow! The Saudi event was three thirteen. The Waste Management so Phoenix Open thank, was thank three. You for that. Was three eighty nine. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm the strength of field of Tommy Fleetwood's wins is not in question. So, so I think that's what Zinger's whole thing comes down to, though, is un, un, unless you want to say that that the world rankings are vastly far off, which I, I can listen. Mm. I can listen to the, <laughs> I can listen to the thing as far as yeah. but if but if you know four or five of the top American guys go over to Abu Dhabi, they're they're represented. You've got mm-hmm. the best of the European tour, and he goes back to back. Oh yeah, I, I, and then and then just passing the smell test, going back to the 16th hole on Sunday when we were there watching him. The wind was blowing mm. 20. Oh my god, that sh- I still think about that shot. Like that thing rang in my loins. Was, <laughs> I was aroused, and, and I don't think that Zinger is questioning Fleetwood's ability. And he's got golf. two solo seconds in majors. Okay. I think it's as simple as one NBC relationship PGA Tour is like you need a PGA Tour win it, is what we're talking. It's literally I think like, that's a factor. I kind of almost think I it's not agree even, with it. It's not even worth like dissecting. Like it's a it's a sports talk radio take. So 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 you're saying that you know that this I mean? like, is connected directly to the communications apparatus? Of the PGA not necessarily. Tour. We might need to hit the conspiracy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got a new mixer oh, that's, that's got built-in built built sound right? effects. What's the conspiracy sound? <laughs> 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 um, I, <laughs> Shout out to our new mixing board. I don't think that this is directed. I think this is like I, you hear if you're around the tour enough, you hear you talk to the tour, you hear enough things in your mind. You are thinking like we are promoting the PGA Tour. So I think that's a factor of uh, on that point too. He's he's got two top tens at that's down, fine down, down here at Sawgrass. So, so if we're, yeah. if we're, here's all I here's all I'm asking. As, who is and I wish Big Randy was here because it's more directed at him. But it, there seems to be a bit of inconsistency of how we apply these policies. You're, you're going to come back to Ricky winning the Scottish open, which is sick. I'm, I'm all for, I think that should be trumpeted as Ricky, but Ricky's also won what? Six times on the PGA tour. Uh, five so, times. On the so PGA I, I don't tour. think that's what the Ricky conversation is coming down to, but it also get, it, it gets cited as, Oh, Ricky's only won five times. And I think, and didn't he win Abu Dhabi one year too. He did or Dubai. Yeah, I think it was Abu Dhabi. Another big yeah. one. So, like, but that doesn't count in whenever that argument comes around. I think so. So, and to your just, point, just that's a few, something that, that just a couple weeks ago. That's a great point. On Tony Finau, we we're saying, why? Why hasn't he won? Well, he has won one, but why hasn't he won? Why doesn't he win more? Why isn't this happening? 
It's an inconsistent application of the policy. Well, I, well, what, I just think what else like, does Tony Fino want? It's just like he won Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico Open. No, I know he's won. He's oh, won, but won like around the world, opposite, around the world, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was gonna say he hasn't won a bunch of Euro Tour events. No, 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 no he's saying like them. Yeah, okay. we're we're all over the yeah. place here. A couple things. Like, there's a main headline that needs to be pointed out here, which is this was the 64th event that Tommy Fleetwood's played on the the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. And of the events he plays, he like pretty much only plays the best ones against the best mm-hmm. players. And the Florida swing. Mm-hmm. And the Florida swing. And so it's like, dude, like winning is it's Tony Finau's played 152 events. I, I'm just totally. I'm just yeah. I don't know where the line is, where you draw it. Ricky Fowler's played two hundred and forty events. I'm just saying. I looked up just for r- total random like I think he was like tenth this week. Mark Hubbard has played one and a half times the amount of PJ Tour events as as Tommy Fleetwood. What do you think of what do like, you think of this quote? Just, I love it. What, what do you think of this quote right here? The next stage in Fleetwood's career would be to win on the PGA Tour. If you want to be one of the world's best players, you have to do it in America. What do you think of that quote? I agree with that. Yeah? Yeah. TC, what do you think of that? No, I mean, that's that's basically saying that, that Monty, who was world number one for how long, was never one of the world's best players because he never once won in America? I don't know if he was world number one. Was he? I he won the order Monty order was. of merit. He was. I think he was. Could think, be. No, he's in the Tiger era. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I would. Hold on. So do you don't you disagree with that statement, TC? I disagree just because basically Finau is exempt from this. I, I'm from just this focusing, argument. I'm focused on this statement. If you want to be one of the world's it, best players, you have to do it in America. Puerto Rico's technically. Was, do you want to yeah. know who the source <laughs> of the comment is? Well, it's Azinger, right? Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, sure. That's, but that's why he's playing over here more yeah. often than a lot of those other guys. So that's I, why I, I, I know it means something to yeah. him, but also like. I'm saying it makes Zinger's comments more fair if from Fleetwood's okay. mouth he said, if you want to be one of the world's best players, you have to do it in America. That's fair. I don't agree with how he came across. Like, you should not call the Euro Tour that tour. Because if... if <laughs> it's, Fleet- like, it's like saying those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have some of this money. If here. Fleetwood's wins on the European Tour were... I mean, he's won the Ned Bank and the Johnny Walker as well, which were like 191 and 81 strength of field. Those are... If that was like leading the charge of his wins, yeah, you could probably say that, but he has one big time events. But I think there is something to it. It's it's different style of golf. It's different to play against uh, top fields almost every time you tee it up in yeah. America. It's just a different grind. And I think there is something to it. I don't think it's reflective of Fleetwood or anything, but no, I think that's I think both he's clearly incredibly good player. Both things can be true. Yeah. That like, yes, he would like to win in America more, and also no, we don't need to like he doesn't not have it, or he doesn't like. <laughs> well, a, a listener actually chimed in on the <laughs> does on he Twitter. Hashtag he said, "Have what it takes." At DJ Pi said, "Does Tommy Fleetwood hashtag have what it takes?" And it's Tommy's it's just, trying to join the conversation. It's just a, like it's a stupid, just sports talk radio. All right, I apologize, everybody. I don't think now if this was in season or whatnot, maybe it was different. But Monty topped out at number three worldwide, but he finished nineteen ninety five and nineteen ninety nine. Both at top three, he finished. I think eight seasons in the top ten. But I think so. I think Monty's hurting your case, to be honest. I think because he had so much success on the European tour and came over and couldn't win on the PGA tour. Like that is more indicative of anything of Fleetwood. Like Fleetwood's won five times. He's not like repetitive order of merit winner. And Monty has said on the pod, he said he kind of regrets that he didn't commit enough to the United States. I think that's a factor. And Fleetwood has committed fully and. I really respect how Fleetwood's uh, set up his schedule over the last it's hard to two do. or three years, especially yeah. like it's not like he was coming off of being well rested and everything. He was coming off of the wilderness, and then he just all of a sudden started playing like one of the best players in the world yeah. and went from winning the Kazakhstan Open or tournaments like that to basically like he spent 
you know, four or five months. We talk about Sungjae not having a place to live or whatever. Like, Tommy was on the road for four or five months during that initial stretch. Didn't go home, flying from the Middle East to Asia to the U.S. Like, that's... I respect that, man. So, Tommy is going to win. I have no fear of that. Going back to the specific... Let me... me, The last, just real quick. Yeah. What needs to be said. Also, I I think he's a fine player. He's a tremendous player. I love watching him. I root for him. Mm -hmm. He has not looked good in final rounds. No, <laughs> like, so that we was, need to that be was, very that was what I wanted to talk about. about. That. I was really like, like the today, opening didn't look good. Today, was the, it the players, or the U.S. Open the shot like, off the. Um, didn't he shoot a final round sixty three at Shinnecock to finish second? Yeah, he did. Third, yeah. I think third round he kind of shit his pants. Yeah, like yeah. It was it was he was in the mix and then he wasn't. And then he, he had came a look at sixty two. It is. It's they been did crown him that day. They set it up more than a. It's more than a couple times now that we've yeah. seen him with chances to win. Oh, and, and not that's win. the thing where I'm, I'm, winning's hard. I know, but I think I think in my mind I view him as this I'm like cool. Like he's this world class. He's this top five player that just hasn't done it yet. Versus like, all right, cool. Like, you got to do it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, He's man. Decidedly, I, I think a perfect dog, not a killer. Yeah. So, so he going went back, for the win on 18. He went yeah, for the totally. win. Like, yeah. I respect yeah, the way. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he made he birdie 17, on 17, yeah. that was, that was sick. But, yeah. but, but he also made some dumb like, ass mistakes. Like going back to on the back nine. Listen, for sure. The one that he hit out of the fairway bunker yeah. that hit the lip. I, I, you know, I was legitimately confused. I texted Maddie. I texted a couple other guys. I texted Max. And I was like, yo, like what? What's the caddy convo there? Like, are you, is your caddy trying to talk you off of that? Was that, was that Tommy trying to, you know, trying to uh, be more ballsy than he should? Was that just like sloppy? What was it? And he was like, I don't know. It was, you know, like they were kind of like, it was just a bad shot. You know, sometimes the nerves just get to you. This is, uh, I'm a way out over my skis with this take, but for the way that Tommy hits the ball, like kind of compressing from it's the like inside. Lean and yeah, that bunker shot would give me nightmares. Even if it's a wedge yeah. or a nine iron. Like yeah. when I'm hitting a fairway bunker shot, I am like taking the club way outside and trying to hit like a cut flop. Especially, Which I was again, wondering. Shout out to Sanjay on, yeah. on 16. <laughs> or yeah. Westwood. Or Westwood with oh three wood. We haven't gotten there yet. God. Uh, it was I, I have been very anti Westwood <laughs> for the last like five or six years, but Why? just cause I, like it was before he was now in this kind of divorced dad, anything goes living his best life, like living his best <laughs> life point of his life. And now it's just like, all right, I'm way in on this like guy. You can't not be now he's him. like comfortable in his own skin. He's not trying to, it just, he was not easy to root for for me personally. I honestly 10 years ago, yeah. eight years ago. I didn't watch that much golf this week, but I feel like I heard the the I heard it like four times. The oh, he just doesn't care as much anymore. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm kind of over this. And then it cut to him on 18 with three went out of the bunker. And I'm like, oh, he really doesn't give a fuck. I was saying it was like the it was like the 12 handicap where it's just like, hey, you can't get to the green. All right, then I guess it's three wood. So let's fucking go. Let's just hit it up exactly. there. It's it's so aspirational. It's, it's perfect. It's great. Like kind yeah. of un you know unshaven. Probably had a couple too many drinks last night. <laughs> Uh, new timer asked, what, "What do we know? Why Tommy hasn't broken through yet?" I think we kind of, we kind of think we kind of covered that one. But, um, but, like, but like going back to Tommy, I was thinking, like, also does him hitting down on the ball, like, like you said, and he, like he seems to always kind of take a big thump. So out of a fairway bunker, that seems it seems like it's going to come out lower, but with higher spin. So he does hit the ball relatively high, but it's just a matter of like he's such a yeah, he's and such a, a digger versus a sweeper. Yeah, and again this. You know, I don't want to go way too much on recency, but the shot that he required into 18 was a cut. Exactly. And 
a lot of guys hit cuts on the back nine on Sunday, and he hits a lot of draws. So I don't know how much that plays a factor, but it might contribute. It's the Patrick Reed fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They jammed that pin all the way over there on the right. They didn't want him to win. It's racist setup <laughs> against the English. Well, speaking of Patrick Reed, he got blindsided <laughs> speaking by of racist. the line drive oh, from Mackenzie Hughes into the grandstand. Great, great tweet by Andy Johnson. Oh, my God. I hope Patrick Reed wasn't sitting in those grandstands in the line drive section. Uh, what do we? Uh, Let's talk about McKenzie. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit at the top just about the crazy run that he had there, but that was that was like we've been kind of waiting for an egregious moment of the grandstands being abused, and I don't that even, seemed like it. I don't even. Let's not go there first, okay? Because I feel like he played better. Like, let's talk about the way he played. because yeah. it was. We talked about that at the beginning. A little bit. What more do you have to add? Hey, listen, it was sick. <laughs> it was the, sh- the, the putt uh, on the chip in on seventeen. On, the putt, or the, or the putt, putt on 17. Yeah. I didn't like that one quite as much. I got, I got uh, well actually and <laughs> this age well Twitter in my ass on that one. I was, uh, the whole time he's making this charge. Again, let me repeat. I love all Canadians. I love Mackenzie Hughes. I was just dying for like, God, I got to get a good Canadian spelling, a good Canadian spelling out there on Twitter. And he, he just like, I don't know if he fanned one or just kind of lost it a little right on 17. He had what, like 60 feet, 50 feet. Yeah. The putt on thirteen. And I was like, oh, hitting it to the center with the re, hitting the center of the green. That's you, not gonna were, get it. Not gonna get it done. You were and too excited to use the joke uh, for sure. Yeah, you gotta just. You can't chase it on the back nine on Sunday. You can't chase it. You gotta <laughs> just let it come to you. You made a, a thirty footer on thirteen, like it, it, with a the one on seventeen was the one with the fist pump. Or yeah, those? yeah. That was quite the fist pump. <laughs> I That's mean, cool. he seemed fired up. Yeah. He did it before the ball dropped. I mean, it was he walked that one in. That was that was pretty pretty aggressive. But I, I I'm dying to talk about the drop and, sure. and then blowing the ball. We have Blaine Barber blowing me up, saying <laughs> this is a bad take on the grandstands and everything. Listen, I, I, it might be a bad take, but let's talk about it. It's not, but yeah, we can talk about it. Plenty. So so go back. Like what, like what's the take? Well, I just said that there's. Uh, we talked about this on the Cam Champ drop. This was a quote from scam, you. You were like Scam, scam Champ. champ. <laughs> The drop he had. Why is the tour year. pimping Sung JM like they pimp Cam Champ for for two years? Do you want the answer? Listen, <laughs> for sure. That's um, the whole thing. That's where it's like, dude, it, it's hard to. Uh, do I have any great ideas for how you, you can, make how you, you make him a bang uh, that conspiracy button? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, do I have any great theories on like how to make him a crossover star in America? No, I don't have. I don't have a bunch of them dripping off the top of my head. But I do despise a little bit, and it's getting better because the just because he's on TV more now. But all the people are like, "Oh, you know, if you haven't heard of this Sung J M guy, you know, you're really missing out." It's like, dude, he's the fucking rookie of the year. Like, in no, what other if you sport? haven't heard about this guy, you, you've you've got your head under the sand. In what other sport is like, oh yeah, this guy, yeah, apparently he was rookie of the year. <laughs> I, I haven't even heard of this Where dude. It's like trusting your own schedule, and all, and then also you. You purport your president's cup to one of the biggest events of the year, and it's still like, hey, and here's Sung JM. But like, I do think that helped a lot. I, I think that, like, I think hardcore to even medium core fans have at least heard the name and kind of at least know who he is now. At this time, I also would like to note that uh, in the 2019 FedEx Cup draft, which was auto drafted as I was traveling, all, f- all of you guys passed on No, Sung we all JM. knew he was going to be good. We just didn't want to, <laughs> it felt like uh, it was like fish in a barrel. Yeah. It didn't want to, you know, it would have been way too easy to pick him. I'm just saying, you guys all passed on him, so thank you for giving him to You're me. welcome. Um, cool to see him come through your program and do such great things. Yes. Honestly, going back to McKenzie, I feel like he <laughs> gave it his best. <laughs> yeah, I would say. He 66, probably, 66. He tried, <laughs> he tried too hard with the ice cream scoop in the bucket that his bicep, like, just 
you know, like he was he was trying to scoop everything he possibly could out of it, and his bicep just like that. failed on him. And it was like, cool, like you're stuck in the ice cream now, man. You got greedy. There's two well, that reminds me of the drop. Yeah. yeah, there's two shots that you could hit at 18. You could do the one that Tommy Fleetwood hit and the one that Mackenzie Hughes hit. And that my, I was saying that. All right, if the penalty for, for those hitting that didn't it, see it out of the mega stadium, snap hook, it's just a dirty you, snap. You hook. could hit a you get a good shot at the green. <laughs> your well, I'm saying, but your quote was, if you hit it out of the stadium, you should be that's out of bounds. Like that, if you leave the stadium. Oh, in fact, you get the mega angle. That's that's what the rule is. But that, you were you were suggesting that like the if you if you're up against a grandstand, you get a free drop. But if you hit it out of the stadium, you should have to hit it back into the stadium. Yes, yeah. or like if you hit no it line into of sight the grandstand, exactly. yeah. if you hit in the grandstands, you should not get the mega angle yeah. drop. Like that was, for one, I would think from a safety standpoint. Like, do I? Is that the leading reason why? No, but if I'm the tour, I don't want guys aiming at grandstands. As of right now, like when you're in truck, like when we when Tron and I when we played Aronimic before the BMW. I missed the 18th fairway right under a tree. Oh, oh, I know. And I punched. I was like, I'm just literally going to bank this off the grandstand. They, they weren't set. They were setting All them up. All my heroes are doing it on TV. Yeah. I was like, this is this is clearly the play right now. Is Meanwhile, the workers were in there. No, they were You're a sick guy. Not even close. You're truly a sick guy. They had hard hats on. Hammering all the... Uh. All the you know, seats in and everything. No. So it, it's like very clearly a motivating thing. So now if the punishment for going into the bleachers was out of bounds, I would not be playing that shot. It's, so that would be... That would be sick. Before uh, the haters and losers come at you on this, you need to be clear. Wait, but this Solly, is not Solly, the shot he was trying to hit. Solly, why would he it's try purely, to hit the grandstand? Exactly. Could, we obviously that's not what that. we're saying. Very clearly. Yeah. But there are people on Twitter that's like, that's not intentional. You think he's trying to do that? Exactly. Like, my exa- that's my exact point is if I'm, it was OB, yeah. he's not bailing over there. Like that is inc- it's OB, OB or lateral. What is freedom? The absence if of fear. If it's OB, if you hit it out of the stadium, it's out of bounds. Like if you hit, if you hit it into the grandstands, you think it should be stroke and distance? Yeah. Not, like that's OB. Like a, not just a stroke. Lateral Even hazard. if it was just I'm a stroke, that would be, a, yeah. that would be that's an upgrade. I can meet you at lateral hazard. Sure. But that's fine. It's stroke and distance. The is absence of fears and move the grandstands back. Right. So if you give yeah. it a little more space, yeah, make it a hazard. Yeah. All right. Done. Next case. If there's okay. no fear, <laughs> you're like going to swing as hard as you want yes. down the left hand line. If it fades, it fades. Otherwise, yep. Zinger said that before whatever. the shot. He's like, aim yeah. left side of the green. If it fades, it's great. If not, and he just <laughs> goes way <laughs> left. Uh, so that yeah, th- there's a reason why guys bail towards things that are like bumpers. That is a bumper. That is freedom of. Uh, Spieth said it out loud at Riviera. He tried to hit it behind a bleacher so he could get a free drop. That is an issue. Like you should. This needs to be addressed. Got One reason right. would be the safety of your fans that are drinking and not watching the ball come in. There's no chance that are living under par. Yes, they're living way under par. So yes, this I think this should be addressed. Like Port Rush, the drop area. From those grandstands was shit. It was like yeah, you are. No, you want sweet. relief? I love that. Yeah. Something like that. Like you are dropping that in was absolute proper golf. shit. Yes, yeah. that could be. You know, if you didn't want to make it a full on hazard, uh, maybe it's just one consistent drop area. Just in, but yeah, but make it the most fucked up spot on the course. <laughs> yeah, or that would be kind of. Sweet. Charlie Murphy gets to step on your ball <laughs> in the rough over there. So I I don't know. I think that is if that's happening on the seventy second hole of your championship, this is something that needs addressed. Yes. I don't think it will be, but this is. And I don't. It's only going to get worse when we get to Detroit, Minneapolis, yeah. and some of those other courses. The backstopping capitals of that, grandstanding. This wasn't even back, backstopping or grandstanding. This was yeah. this was side standing. Side standing. <laughs> it was pushing the limits of of what's possible. Can this we cor- go back to Sungjae? 
fact, the fact that he hit that wedge into the bunker, chunk wedge, seventy second hole. That was wild. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> that was. Uh, I think what's so cool. Maybe this kind of segues into talking about the golf course, but it was wild to see. It's so cool. I think the dream scenario for watching tournament golf, like whenever we get jaded and we're like, God, PJ Tour is so boring to watch. Blah blah blah. It's because you don't have days like this where you can see people hit her both heroic shots very yes. and completely yeah. nerve-struck, mm-hmm. like horrible missed shots. It's like good is good. Yeah, and that's why I th- I think, and I don't I don't know how you guys feel, but PJ National, I, I think we're well on the records. Like I have no interest in playing there. Two I things do. before you do this, I want to give a shout out to Greebs uh, who asked the question <laughs> on the last one. Professional shout out to and Greebs. Car for the course is Honda the tour stop that ranks. Highest on entertainment for viewers, but lowest on enjoyment to play. Hundred percent. Well, I would. Yeah, I think I leads the tour. I think it leads the tour for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have no desire. (laughs) It's just it's a lot of you know, like when we talk about like oh god, this is such a great golf course or this is such a a proper test and blah blah blah. I think we're rapidly approaching, and you can blame this on distance or you can blame it on whatever. There are PGA Tour tournament golf courses, and there are good amateur fun golf Test. courses to play yeah are, are you suggesting that the game is bifurcated it's massively bifurcated by golf course already i think but and honda is a perfect example of that and to explain it a little further combo, though who else is in that like for the golf course yeah for the golf course i think sawgrass is in to, that to honda really i would I say if the so. conditions are proper sawgrass. Yeah, but yeah, you're a yeah. fucking plus two <laughs> handicap, dude. No, but it's fun. Like <laughs> for you, <laughs> yeah. Re- I'd never go hit it. Well. Go hit it one ninety off the tee and you, and fifty yards offline. I've tell gone, me, tell I've me how much fun well. you have. I've played well at Sawgrass, like relatively well as a three or four handicap, and and I've shot like eighty four, eighty five. Where and then I've kind of faked it around, but done the right stuff and shot seventy five, seventy six. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like I have played out there and like wanted to quit golf. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You like suck. You have low handicap privilege. You have no idea what the common man goes through. I have had to play it from two feet off the back rough, the back tees. As a plus, two, as a scratch yeah, or that's plus hard. two. I, I have gone through it being very, very it's hard. Sorry, I also feel like you, you like, I don't know, you're probably better at playing really, really hard courses. There's Yeah, there's something to that. I, I've always, I don't and know, I always thought. making a bunch of pars you, versus, like, versus Go play a round of golf where, where you lose eight golf balls. No, and tell me like how no, much fun you. that is. <laughs> like it is you. You are not okay in the realm. all right. I feel like I, that's. I've just never heard you guys Anyways, say that before. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. I think so. Like so if you're I playing well, or if you like, I've said this a bunch of times. But when you, the most fun I've ever had out there is playing it from the white tees with no drivers, just hitting irons into it's the fairway. So much harder. That's for me. so fun. So we've got a new series coming out. Crash course. Yeah. Shout out. DJ and I did it. Did an app on podcast a series. podcast series yeah, podcast yeah. series basically all for this is a, a unplanned uh you know side story here but for all the people who are like oh what'd you think of this course what'd you think of this course we don't want to you know bloviate on this in this space for the people who don't want to hear that so here's an opt-in reason if you want to hear about our thoughts on specific golf courses there you go it'll be on the crash course feed i don't know when those are coming out but we might have just rushed ourselves along yeah i like it Anyways, we did one on TPC soccer. Basically, going out there, like it's it's harder for me to, to hit three woods and hybrids and four irons off those tees because I'm more accurate with my driver at this point, and it chokes in at all the places, and I can't hit driver over a lot of these trees. Like it's harder for me at 6200 yeah. than it is at 7100. I but can see that. To to pull your question a little further, like what what other courses are in that category? Mm-hmm. I think Doral would have. Like and yeah. obviously we don't play there anymore, but Doral would have that been was in more that. length related than anything. Though, too, yeah, it's right? just it, I don't know. I, I've never played it, but I've walked it a bunch, and it's just weird angles. Yeah, weird angles. It's just so hard. You get like 
you get the winds in the afternoon and stuff, it would just I would picture that being very miserable. I think Bay Hill's kind of in that category. Yeah. I don't really want to play Bay Hill, but Bay Hill. I think it's a great test of of golf. I think Valspar when the wind blows a little bit, Valspar you got to work the ball both ways. Like you got to work it one way off the tee and then the next way. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of double dog legs, a lot of trees coming in. I think Tory Pines, maybe. I know there are many reasons. See, I you think know, Tory Pines has gotten so long though that guys that hit it so far down there can just yeah mm-hmm. gouge it out versus other guys are gouging out with a five iron versus some guys are gouging out with a wedge. I think uh, Hilton Head when it's when the wind blows at Hilton Head like that when uh, was it Graham McDowell one? Yeah, are, but I would want I would want to play at Hilton Head. I'd say are oh, we talking hard yeah. to play or a fun to play? Like enjoy. I would like, just say would like, you want like, to play pro, like just. More or less just like proper tournament golf on the weekend, week out PGA Tour, right? Yeah. yeah. Because like, I think Quail Hollow used to be like that the first couple of years they had it there, especially down the stretch. And then now it's like, you know, 18, mm-hmm. no offense to Max, no offense to anyone. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard fairway to hit, but it's also 480 is not 480 anymore. 460 is not 460 anymore. You know? mm-hmm. For uh, G Collins 30 says... <laughs> What's your favorite hole in the bear trap? For me, it's hard to pick just one. Hashtag rawr. <laughs> I like s- <laughs> another shout out to the mixing. Bear. I laughed. I laughed uh, very hard at that. Hashtag rawr. I like uh, sixteen. I think. I think sixteen is a really cool par four. The, just, the two par threes kind of feel I just somewhat similar. They feel like I feel right. like they're getting paid by the mention of the bear trap. <laughs> it's like no no one is out there talking. Well, about Well, Solly, this. it's it's funny you mentioned that Barbara and I were just thinking there earlier. Yeah, <laughs> Barbara, uh, yeah Jack, what do you think of the of the uh, of the bear trap? Well, me and well? me and uh, I I uh, me and Barbara. <laughs> yeah, it, the I, I feel like the Jack pop in was shorter this year. Thank it was God. less than an hour. <laughs> yeah, which was it was less than an hour, but. Ribbing Mike says, "Who is the best player not to win on the PGA Tour right now?" Not very well phrased, but he, who's the <laughs> best player to not have best won player on the PGA who hasn't tour. won on the PGA Tour? Monty. <laughs> Listen, best currently at great. golf, I think, is where that would go. I, I mean, it's got to be Fleetwood, right? Like, I know that. Is. I know that's the reason for asking the question, but I don't know who else. I don't know how else he'd really put in that. Fleetwood's number 12 in the world, probably moving up a little bit. Um, and he's the highest-ranked player in the world to have never won the PGA Tour. I don't even know who would be next up after that. You know who gets an, a complete... Bernd Feesberger at you 23rd. Know who, who gets a complete and total... 23rd? Do you want to hear my, <laughs> my my rant on the official world golf rankings? Whoa. We could talk about that. You know who Wait, gets a... Wait, is 23rd. Guess who's 25th? Ricky Fowler. Big dick Rick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know who gets a total pass for never winning? Louis. Yeah. Well, yeah. You like nobody cares that he never wins. He won he won the open. You can literally sure. 10 years ago. I was getting <laughs> literally 10 years ago and he has not won since on the PJ tour. Not once? No. Okay, yeah, he gets a lot of passes. Right? I don't mm. think so. Mm. Mm. I was I was going to be like he won the Masters, right? No, he and finished how he lost second that. in all the majors since then <laughs> and hasn't won on tour. And yeah. then he or Leash I think, probably. Should I hope won I'm that. not wrong on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure he probably should have. Either he or Leash would should have won that 2015 for sure British Open against Cornboy. <laughs> General General Cornwallis. General. <laughs> Can we talk about the leaderboard Corn this week? Cornboy. There's yeah, one PGA Tour win. You're exactly right. That's crazy. Go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, well, we talked about Westwood a little bit. Uh, the Steel dossier. <laughs> 
No, you know, don't even talk God, about that's that at a, all. Such a stupid joke <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. But you, it was a headshot, completely unexpected. DB straight vibing, 69, 70, 69, 69. That's it's a lot of 69 in there. It was just good to was, see him. Good to see him back. I I, I want to see him in the mix more. Luke yeah, Donald like faded a little bit this weekend, but you know, overall he was T eleven. Weren't um, you getting it? Weren't you coming at him on his exemption status or something? It could have, was it a direct response oh, to TC was, to play well this week? Oh, maybe I don't know. Shots fired. I, I just feel like it's a little bit, it's a little bit disingenuous to say, hey, like I've you know, I've won this much money in my career during the Tiger era, and then you get to stay on tour, and then get an extra two years of exemption for it. It's like cool. A, you've if you're in the top, you get a, one for got, top twenty-five and one for top fifty. A, you've gotten this massive piece of the pie already, yeah. and then B, like, yo, that, dude, like that's what the money's for. And like you didn't earn it, like you didn't win a major. You didn't. Yeah. There was a lot of di- like like that's what winning a major's for. Did we talk about the fan yelling Fleetwood shot? Not yet. Okay, we should probably talk about that. He was asked about it after the round. Yeah, apparently he didn't hear the yelling. Said he didn't hear it. It was a fan that yelled, "Get in the hole." What sounded like on NBC sounded like right before his downswing. Yes, and I probably uh, synced up. Was probably right out. But yeah, sometimes I, on Top I Tracer, asked the people and it was like, "No, if they got the impact sound right, all the mics everything else was are right. flowing correctly." So that was yelled. There he were some. If you it. want to hit the conspiracy thing, there were some. Uh, there was. <laughs> there was some. <laughs> that's so loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can turn it down a little bit on the on the left. Oh, side I'm there. sure. We'll handle right that side. in editing. There were many conspiracies that it was a greenside mic that was being kind of pumped into the whole mix. Bird uh, sounds being piped in. Which shout out to NBC though, because there were many people before this happened. Many people like God. I could hear the fans so much more. Just felt so much more alive at this place. Which I think there are a lot of fans. I think they are rowdy, but yeah. it was it was turn the microphone up in my headphones. There's, there's ambient <laughs> noise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think it it was definitely yelled before the swing. Now they they claim they didn't hear it. I don't think they're lying. Uh, they have no reason to. But <laughs> we it, could it, see no motive for lying. Some people were coming at us like, oh, it's just the it's, it's an audio gaff. Like no, somebody yelled it and. Um, as oh, 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 we move on. It doesn't matter, I guess. If they didn't hear it, it doesn't really matter. But there was a lot of uh, or he's a lot just of people a, upset about a that. mega class acting, pretend like he didn't hear it. Conspir- Could have been conspiracy? that would have been maybe the most, the most class act. But if that's the case, the tour got away with some uh, get a fan living too far under par. If they, they could somebody been. yelled, it's and gonna happen at some point. I mean, it, it did, point. and the fact that he didn't hear it is kind of amazing. But I, if that happened greenside, there is a gap in like sound traveling. I mean, if you if you're sitting greenside, you can watch a player hit a ball, and it sound. It takes a little while to hear the impact right. sound. So if somebody yells at the top of the swing, you might not hear it until impact, and you might it might get lost in in all the noise. So I want to go back to McKenzie. He shot sixty six, sixty six. Yeah, we talked about that. It was covered. It was thoroughly. <laughs> we covered. didn't say that he shot sixty six. I literally yes, said it. Check the tape. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it, I'm still blown away. <laughs> it's so cool. He's he is. <laughs> He's such a class act. <laughs> he could be the biggest class act. But like in a good, in an actual, like he's the definition of one where. People don't realize he shot 66, 66. <laughs> Not only that. Like, he's the devil. <laughs> like three years ago, we were at the players and nobody, like nobody knew. Like, oh, I'm TC. Like Mackenzie Hughes could not have been nicer. And every time I've seen him since, he's like, Tron, what's up, man? <laughs> he's a class act. He's but a Canadian class been, act. Could have been a huge win for uh, Team Booster Juice, too. So I'm sure <laughs> Chez Reevy and all the boys were, were probably really sweating it. Which, why does Chez skip this event? 
why does everyone skip this event? Yeah, I, that might be the question. Do we want to go back to that because that's, that's that might be the question one. of the week, right? Yeah. There was a thoroughly dumb question posed on uh, PJ Tour Radio as I was driving <laughs> over here. Uh, Which <laughs> your boys? No, you guys. Hold on. You ride for those hold guys. This was very and those dumb. Guys, objectively, the gripper. Ed Fiore <laughs> is on PJ Tour Radio. Uh, yeah, they're. Uh, I think is it? You know, <laughs> you know the gripper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Right, listen, listen. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Um, so the well, question that was posed was: they're basically just riding hard for for this event, and they're, it, it was very Baghdad Bob, like nothing to see here. They were riding hard for it all week. You know who cares that none of these big guys are playing? That's not why I watch. I watch it just to see really good competition. It's like cool. There's going to be about fucking 500,000 people who disagree with you this weekend. But, like, let's let's check the ratings when they come out. Oh, yeah, man. There was really good competition on the Corn Ferry event in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. How much of that did you how much Which did is, watch? It was probably even better. How much, how much of the Oman Ova did you watch this morning? Yeah. How much did you? Uh, we, uh, Sammy, how do you say his name? Sammy Valak, Valamaki, the Finnish player the that Finnish. won it? Yeah, there was, there was two Finns. There were two Finns. Well, shout out to Uncle uh, Yost. Uncle Yost made a good yeah. run. My uh, my kindred, my brother in arms. Many people on Twitter. How did we get that video of him? So, uh, Rue McDonald sent it to us. <laughs> hey, hey, no leg up. Uncle Yost is delivering. <laughs> He's the best. The Uncle Yost joke is, is maybe the dumbest ever, but also maybe the best. I mean, it was a six-way tie for the league going into the last round of the <laughs> This 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 week what? I was I've been I, I've been more excited about that event on the Euro Tour than anything on their schedule so far this year. It was awesome. I was a what little was bit disappointed awesome with it? Jordan Lewis. He was in the mix and then kind of dropped out. Um, Here we or go. sorry, Jordan Smith. Not, not I was like not Jordan Lewis. Uncle Yost is delivering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Uncle Yost shot like seventy five the other day. Up. It was Uncle bad. Yost is delivering. <laughs> um, One thing I think is. The biggest news to come out of Oman, the Oman Open this week, was that people seem to really. There's been a groundswell of of support for the uh, Yosloyton looks like Solly uh, yeah. <laughs> camp. I believe KVV said he looks like Solly if he was living in the fringes of society. <laughs> the, the best margins. Is, is the, margins the tweets is that are like, guys, you won't believe what I just discovered. Has anybody ever mentioned that Solly looks it's like Yos? But there's they've been pulling a lot of the threads uh, now because he's Dutch, right? Yeah. And so it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. How old is he? How old is Sally? Wasn't he? Didn't he spend a bunch of time in Amsterdam? Never seen him. We've never been pictured in the same place at the same time. Nobody's ever seen Chloe. That's because he's your dad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen Chloe Kardashian and Sally in the same place at the same time. Un- un- Uncle Juice, guys. <laughs> that's a Jack Reacher. That, uh, man. Are we ready to talk Golf what were, Channel? What were we talking about? I'm ready to talk Golf Channel. Oh, news broken exclusively by No Lang. Hold on. Luke we Don- know, dude. 66. 66. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Hold on. Luke Donald shot 66 in the second round, but that ha- that doesn't have to do with this. You talk about him. They got the name, oh, got his name Luke wrong. McDonald. Luke McDonald. They got the year that he won wrong. And they mispronounced his hometown, too. Yeah. It's in, it's like the trifecta. It's That's incredible. Unbelievable. There might be people that have fringe jobs in golf that don't know very much about what they're doing. That might, that might be a, a take. For sure. <laughs> Though it, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of which, listen, I know, uh, let me, I know Randy's not here, but this is, his block would be, this is what you get when you, when you exploit volunteer labor. I doubt the guy reading off the first tee is a volunteer or like a, oh, he's not like sure a signed volunteer. up off the street volunteer. He's, he's like probably, the chairman of the yeah, local foundation. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Probably doesn't get paid. No, he definitely doesn't get paid. 
I don't I, definitely. I have no idea if he gets paid or not. Uh, news, as you mentioned, take us there, Deej. Must uh, must uh, reference no reference Langa. credit credit must credit no I gotta do this, uh, which seems harder than than it would look like for a lot of outlets in the past. We're not talking about in this instance. No, listen, we, we have nothing but friends in the media. Golf Channel moving its headquarters to Stamford, Connecticut. Shout out to Dunder Mifflin. As they, I think, informed their fan or their uh, employees this week on Friday, saying like they're kind of quote moving the whole operation. I think if you were to read the tea leaves, uh, the whole operation would probably look a hell of a lot different than the operation in Orlando, both personnel wise and everything else. I think that you know if we're going to put our not so risky speculation hats on here, which I, to be clear, whole operation is the Golf Channel operation. Golf we got Channel. a couple messages like Golf Now is staying, and uh, yeah, I suppose we're, that's true. We're yeah, talking yeah. about it's crazy. Everybody you talk to, they're like, "Yeah, Golf Now is the engine of the entire business. Like hmm. how much money Golf yeah, it's Now a, makes." It's yeah. crazy. So it is the Golf Channel break the talent the, break up the monopolies, but that's a so whole the, other yeah the situation. way the way I've, uh, I understand it. Listen, is, folks, I'm a hotel guy. Book direct, exactly. <laughs> Go direct to the course. Book with the course. Do not book online call them you know okay but anyways <laughs> for sure back to uh back to this they're moving to stanford within sometime within the next 12 months I which don't seems know. pretty soon ambitious yeah. yeah um i believe you're getting to the point where it's it appears that the yeah if you wanted fee increase of course has to play a role in uh, if you wanted to costs. to connect the dots um as as oh, maybe connect them as one person said i don't think they're moving there to spend more money um <laughs> i think this is clearly a a money saving operation where it's like, so NBC sports is based in Stanford. So they're by all accounts moving, you know, kind of absorbing get, into the NBC sports. Before uh, you get any further in this, there is zero, like we get zero joy out of any. No, of this. Like we have friends that so shitty. It yeah. Kind of got confused in all the Twitter mess that, you know, we rushed to report it or all that. And I was like, no, like this is a thing that happened. We're going to say like, what all right, happened. Cool. They, if nobody was going to lose their jobs and then they give everybody a 10% raise, it's still a bad move for all those people. They're oh, still yeah. losing money. It sucks for everyone involved. Ripping up their families and all that. It's, it's yeah, just so a total, like it sucks the soul out of a company. Yeah. So fingers crossed that they keep their most talented people and most hardworking people. And But I would imagine there's going to be a, a lot of uh, good people out of jobs out of this, which is uh, very shitty and I think comes at the cost of, like you said, the increased rights fees for broadcasting pj tour golf so some of it comes at the cost of the golf fan yeah which i don't yeah that's right? listen maybe i i'd be happy to be proven wrong but i can't imagine how this is going to make uh the product better yeah so inherently i guess how it works from a structure standpoint of cameras crew studio spaces the nbc studios in stanford are not in use i guess 24 hours a day right they have the hockey night stuff that they're producing mm -hmm. at night and whatnot but you have a camera crew in Orlando under the NBC umbrella, and you have this camera crew in Stanford. Now there is one camera crew, not not one camera crew, but and everyone's in one place, right? You don't need to have special, you know, it's, it's, it's expensive to run the office, I assume, out of Orlando. Take everything to one place, and you can use the same studio. They have four or five studios there, I believe, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I imagine that. it'll just be efficiencies on cameras and editors and yeah. all kinds of stuff. They have unused space, or space that's not getting used enough hours during the day, and that stuff's not free. It, it may sound like, you know, it's not just like renting an apartment that you're not using. It's it's expensive, so... That's, that, uh, and there's, yeah, they're counting on, I believe there's, there's, there's employees that are, 
not everyone knows yet. Nobody really knows if you are getting offered to stay with the company and go, or if you're going to get offered severance. Like, and there's a lot of people that work there. So, yeah. and what um, what sucks about it, I don't know how you guys feel, or if this is just like a media thing, and maybe nobody, you know, people want to talk about other stuff. But I think a media thing at this point is also a society thing. I, I think so right? I t- too, and I think that the Golf Channel being in Orlando as cheesy as it can be at times uh, with all the, you know, the Mr. Palmer stuff and, and kind of leaning into all that, like the golf channel being in Orlando gives it more golf credibility. You know what I mean? It's, it's in oh, the, for sure. it's in the, it's not a heartbeat of golf. Generic. It's yeah. yeah it just even feels we, so much more authentic than, I don't think we have to preface this because the reaction to this was incredible from my mind. I didn't realize how big of a story this was even. It's, when, it's I just didn't think we would care that much. Biggest golf media company, potentially gutting its staff and moving its headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> like, does that seem good for, does that seem good for everybody involved or does that seem like a bad thing? Yeah. I mean, it was, I just can't believe that people cared. I, I've, I, my mindset's always been, why would I care? Like, oh, ESPN's moving their show to New York and they're doing, like, dude, I don't care. Like, I don't yeah. care where you do your show from. It's my attitude always, but the reaction to this was. That's all sports. Though. Yeah. This is. This is true. That's very golf. true. Yeah. I think on the broadcast today, I thought it was very good. I did want to point out couple people pointed this out in the DMs. They said, notice a couple things on the broadcast today. No more crane camera for the bear trap holes. Interesting. Okay. No more wind gauge and mm. no more blimp shots. Ooh. It also goes to I wonder show if it was just too windy. That's possible too, but I've noticed it not only this it's week. It's too windy. Also, I need a wind gauge then. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> for I mean, sure. for the for the blimp, but it's also uh, it goes to show that how and there's not a whole lot of TrackMan info going either. Yeah, how not essential that some of that stuff is because like I didn't notice that. Yeah, I think <laughs> some sure. of so, so bells and whistles so, for so, so some for of that, that bloat sake. for sure. Yeah. But but on some level, all right, cool. We're trying to invest in the product. Cool, we stripped these three or four features away. I am fascinated you know? to see what happens, especially just kind of hearing some whispers and rumors around around town and stuff. Uh, I'm curious to see what NBC comes with for the players. Because I think as much as we want to make fun of, you know, is it a major, is it not a major, blah, blah, blah. I mean, NBC treats it like they get paid to treat it like a major, but they they treat it, you know, like a major. Yeah. And uh, so I think any bells and whistles that they have or any kind of new tests and stuff, we'll we'll see at Be the players. So, yeah. But that's interesting. I didn't I didn't notice any of that stuff. Well, and I think part of it, the, the reason you don't notice it is because Tommy Roy is really good at his job. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, we're just you so fo- You focus on the storyline yeah. and you, focus, you let the golf play itself out and the drama speaks for itself. But I, I'd be remiss if we didn't say across the board, both NBC and CBS, the commercials are a disgrace. And we'll say I, it should be mentioned every yeah. week. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to break it down. But uh, let's never forget the commercials are a complete disgrace. The fact that they, that they did a little video, like little mini video between the playing through commercial and the action and they blocked out one of Fleetwood's shots today during the playing through video it's not good was one thing i didn't just a very like just total lack of taste just before i forget to mention it one thing i didn't think of that the greatly enjoyable twitter account anti faldo uh just posted what if uh is sanjay gonna have to do mandatory military service yeah he's gotta win a major wild if he wins how old 20 i I think it's before you're like 25 or 20 so might got, be even so he's got older because Sangmin Bay did it. it. Felt like he was older than which Sangmin Bay he was, was like, in the mix in Mexico. This yeah, I week saw that. The corn yeah. I thought he was like twenty six or twenty seven when he went. But so so Sungjae has got basically four years then to win a major. To win a major. major. That's not a lot, <laughs> man. One out of sixteen chance to do something that most the Hideki vast majority of people. I mean, going back to the 
the zinger thing. All right, cool. Like, you know, yeah. or, um, you know, do you, do you count the players as a major? Like that's the, oh, God. that's the ultimate. Oh God. <laughs> does the Korean military count the players as a major? <laughs> that's true. Maybe we can, if we start treating it like a major, maybe we can save him from having to go to military service. Anyways, wrapping up the <laughs> golf channels, moving to Stanford. Uh, our thoughts are with the people of golf channel and, uh, many friends that we have there. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. I hope, I, I hope the golf fan doesn't pay too great of a price for this move. I don't, I don't know what things are going to look like. I don't know how gravely things will be affected, but there's going to be a lot of turnover. So what sucks about it is I don't know who to blame on this. And maybe this is just the, you know, cash rules, everything around me. Uh, the free market kind of takes its toll situation, but AKA cream, <laughs> you know, I wonder if, I don't know if it's a PGA tour reaction that you're looking for or, or what really sits so kind of unwell here, but it's like, man, dude, do the players really need to make enough money that you need to fucking put like blitz a network like this? The only network that covers golf. Is that, is that the trade-off that we have to make that these guys are so hard up for cash that they need to make, you know, this much money so that a network can't afford to keep its headquarters. That doesn't seem good. That seems like the scales are tipping here. <laughs> Counterpoint, I guess would be cool. NBC like negotiate better. I guess. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's... it's, And I'm not is, saying that is like that. I agree well, I with that. The I'm saying that's the counterpoint. I think right? the counterpoint would be, you know, we always like to pick one player to kind of shit on. It's like, dude, maybe William McGirt, maybe you don't need to make that much more money. Yeah, yeah. Rory, well, you probably deserve more money. That was a lot of the PGL stuff, Brooks, right? you probably yeah. deserve more money. Like, William McGirt, dude, you don't need to make enough money to put Golf Channel out of business. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. It's like, Ro like Rory and William McGirt don't, and I, don't have the same vote. I should right? rephrase that. Golf Channel's not going out of business, but right. you know what I mean getting squeezed to death yeah essentially I, and this is where i am i definitely am we're waiting at least i'm wading into waters that i don't fully understand but this this race for live sports rights like people are willing networks are willing to lose money on this stuff it's like you just have to have it like if you don't if they didn't yeah. have this they'd be gone right they'd the other thing be somebody gone. reached yeah. out the other day kind of explained it a little bit more the other thing is everything else has gone down in value so much where like nobody watches anything else live and everything's recorded yeah. and you're not watching so that that ratings may have gone down for for golf and for sports at large but overall rel relative to everything else everything else has become so like spread so thin that sports are actually more important than ever yeah oh, i agree right? and that's what i mean Costas was talking about how fox just loses money off the us open I, I gotta admit i don't fully understand why but also that's, or, why, that's <laughs> why you know like you're not when when a lot of these main ad agencies or or buying agencies that go out and buy up all these expensive commercials that are running, a lot of these companies aren't necessarily buying stuff with the PGA Tour, mm -hmm. right? They're buying stuff with an agency, and then the PGA Tour is basically guaranteeing them this audience. Well, I think the tour guarantees the them a lot of advertising too. Like that's how the whole no, official no, marketing partner well, stuff well, works. Well, sponsors and official marketing partner. I'm talking about the, the underpinning of the entire NBC or CBS broadcast beyond the tour as well. Like, Oh, right. Like yeah, the, yeah. them going out on the open market and selling ads yeah. against PGA tour golf because, because, you know, I think there is probably a third to half of it is endemic to the title sponsor that week and to official partners and this whole other marketing mm -hmm. ecosystem there too. I'll still never understand why when I'm trying to watch PGA Tour golf, I see commercials for how great PGA Tour golf is. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. You already got it's me. Incredible. Too, uh, uh, the, the music on the Pacific Life Summary. Shout out to Bruce Hornsby. 
uh, and I'm the, he's, he, he's coming to the Ponte Vedra concert hall. Really? Uh, next month. Really? Yeah. Or actually this month, March. He, I'm so excited. I'm a huge Bruce Hornsby fan. <laughs> I hate it for the Pacific <laughs> Life summary. It's so bad. It, like, it, it's just like, it's like waving a flag of like, yo, like we're outdated. We're over here. Like someone, I think don't it was, watch our golf. I think it was, uh, Jay rigged it. I think was talking about this the other day. I didn't expect to go down this Bruce Hornsby uh, <laughs> rabbit hole, but I'm, I'm down for it. He was saying, uh, I wonder if either Bruce Hornsby, like they paid, paid him like an upfront rate. So they just beat that song to death or he just gets royalties out the ass. <laughs> and he's like, I wonder which one it is. It's really, I don't know. It makes you think. Um, and B going back to golf channel. The fact that they announced this on the Friday. Yeah. Before. Uh, Bay Hill. Bay Hill. Yeah. It's going to be Bay Hill living in Orlando for a couple of years and working in golf. We worked I worked at Golf Week for a couple of years, and our office it, were right down the street from Golf Channel. Uh, and like big deal. Bay Hill is a big deal. Yeah. It is this like a it wild feels morning like, drive was on the air. This meeting happened. Uh, not and good. The, and then the, we the caught some part. flack for for posting it at the end of the day. We waited five six hours after yeah, we had heard that the meeting it. happened, yeah. which is kind of like if they want to announce it, they can. But like this is this is news. It's already worthy. disseminated yeah. throughout yeah. the company. And we've heard that there are either an exec or execs that have had their houses on the market for weeks, which is extra shitty. I think they've known about it and, and I don't understand the ethics fully behind that, but those are rumors. Who knows? I, I don't know any, any names. You got well, well sourced rumors, if you will. Are Come you guys ready to those do people out? Fuck those people. <laughs> Fuck those people. Um, you guys ready for a little surprise segment that I have arranged? Sure. Um, as you guys both know, BMW is a wonderful partner of ours. Wonderful a partner. Global partner of ours and a global partner of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> are there any of our partners that are not global partners? That are just, just like purely that. domestic no, partners? Global. Wait, global partners of ours or yeah, global partners of ours? They're global partners of ours. I'm gonna think on that. Yeah, think about okay. that. Uh, I've been doing you know a lot of traveling lately, and I just realized how much I appreciate driving around in wonderful BMWs all the time. And they're a global partner of the Ryder Cup. And we are introducing this segment. Uh, we've done a couple of these, but this is the first one where we're going back. I don't know if you guys listened to the oral histories of the of the Ryder Cup. We did two episodes, summer of 18. Uh, the detailed each Ryder Cup from 99 all the way through 2016. We need to get the Wayne's World flashback uh, noise on that on that board. <laughs> oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that we had that? Uh, so... I I want to. Oh, I didn't mean to hit it again. Oh, so sorry. Uh, I want to talk about shock jocks. Really make this look a lot easier than it is. <laughs> I, I will say we only have colors on the board. I'm just randomly pressing buttons, yeah. hoping that it's the right sound. It's like a fuchsia color, though. So it just puts you in a good mood. We're going to talk about the 1997 Ryder Cup because I uh, did a little research. Valderrama, Valderrama first one in well continental Europe. Sevy was a captain. I think he Tom was. Kite was a captain. You, he was. Good wow. job, TC. Uh, I will bet you don't that was know. Like, that was like the first Ryder Cup I knew what the Ryder Cup was. <laughs> I'll bet you don't know what I'm about to share, though. So uh, prior to the event, Miguel Angel Martin. Have you ever heard of that name? No. I think that negative. No. I have not. He was in 10th place on the points list, uh, but he had not played since the UK British Open presented by Her Majesty. Uh, he had not played since then because of a wrist injury. We're, so, By the way, we're also going to get roasted by some Euro European tour fans of like, not having oh, how did him? you not know? He's, he's been such a stud yeah. for so many years. <laughs> no, they're going to handle that he's really well. He's a legend well. of, Sa of Salamanca. He <laughs> um, sounds like he's like the Brett Wetterick of, uh, yeah. uh, of sounds, wait European you, Ryder Cup. Wait till you hear what they did to him. Yeah. 
So in the, the game was swirling in the final event, both Jose Maria Alfabal and Padraig Harrington had chances to overtake Martin or Martin. I don't know, uh, but neither succeeded. So Olafable finished 11th in the final points and Harrington finished 12th. But because of uncertainty about Martin's fitness, the announcement of the captain's picks, the two picks, which was supposed to be immediately after the BMW International, they canceled it. Fitness being like injury or just the, the guy injury, was so the injury. Out of <laughs> I don't know, but he hadn't played because of a wrist injury. Playing with a bunch okay. of fat loads okay. on our team. <laughs> this is from Wikipedia. That On Tuesday, Martin was given an ultimatum that he was required to play 18 holes on the following day to demonstrate that he'd be fit to play in the Ryder Cup. What? Martin refused and was replaced by Ola Thobble, who had finished next in qualifying place. Really? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I had never heard that story. He Imagine, refused. He refu- I mean, obviously, like, must so not maybe have been. he was. Oh, I'm sure yeah, he was toast. Right, yeah. So let's say he goes out and he plays, but he plays like shit. That's where I think that, yeah, what, I wonder what would have happened. So it's just like a tryout, basically. Right? He had a world ranking of 79 at the time of the Ryder Cup. So he announced, uh, Ballesteros announced the picks on th- that Thursday, choosing Nick Faldo and Jesper Parnovic. And I think How did Ol- they do? Ola Pablo. Did they, they have their records? Uh, I can. I, I have that very handy, actually. The fact that Ola Thobel won the 94 Masters. Faldo went two and three. And uh, the 94 Volvo PGA. And then in 97, by 97 was totally on a captain's yeah. pick basis mm-hmm. in the Ryder Cup. It's kind of wild. Well, then right? he won the 99 uh, Masters, Masters again. again. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> there's a little bit more drama on the U.S. Ryder Cup side only because I found this article. Uh, so That's far. an unbelievable so, story. I never heard that. I, and I, my, my this was, he was a man. He was a little guy. Five foot six, 154 pounds. Maybe that's why they didn't want to. Yeah, we're not taking this little <laughs> shrimp on our team. It was a home. It was a home. Where's he course, from? Though Spain. He's Spain. Oh, God, Madrid, Spain. Blooded. So, Unbelievable. So not only did Miguel and Hell uh, Martin, or sorry, Miguel, sorry, he's on an Olafable kick. Jose Maria. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, I'm. Uh, I'm You're racist. Way down. <laughs> uh, Jose Maria won the the Canarian Open. The uh, Canaries Open. Oh. In, oh. in 97. 66, 66 so, on the weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble looking up. They don't, they don't have round-by-round round scores there. Can we the get to the U.S. Open. side? Because this is extra fun. Not really extra. That was the, the, we already uh, we crescendoed there. Tom Kite was the captain. He was 47 years old. That year, he finished second at Augusta to Tiger, 10th at the U.K. British Open, and 5th at the PGA. And he didn't pick himself. Whoa. Yeah, he didn't qualify on points. And what a class act. He picked uh, Couples and Lee Jansen. Um, so Ron How Syrak, they do? Um, we can look that up. Fred Couples' record was 2-2, uh, two and two, and Lee Jansen went 2-1. and one. Can I give you a little, a little more kismet here? Sure. Uh, Miguel Angel Martin won in 97 at the Heineken Classic. One-shot win over Fred Couples. Is that the one that they give you a year, like a lifetime supply of Heineken? That's a great question. Um, let me look that up. Uh, so, oh, it's the one in Australia. That's I think they give you Heineken like forever. <laughs> so this guy maybe they give true. Yeah, I mean maybe it's just kind of a, too much Heineken. Kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can we talk about Tom Kite's 1997? Sure. Like solo second at the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> Are your headphones working? No, I'm listening. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> no, I, I I heard him say it. I'm going to repeat it because it's remarkable. Solo second in the Masters. T10 at the at the at the UK British Open presented by Her Majesty the Queen. Solo fifth at the PGA Championship. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is he fucking with us? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to... Uh, I want to yeah, go back to Mackenzie Hughes for a minute. 
Uh, I just I just had to include this line. That, so Ron Syrek basically wrote this whole uh, article about how Tom Kite should have picked himself. And there's a line in this article that I just, I lost it. There's another more important reason he should have been taken. He has a heart as big as his home state, Texas. <laughs> Who? Tom Ron Kite? Syrek, yeah, yeah, about Tom Kite. Hey. It's like, that's the most 1997 written thing I've ever seen. Can we get Tom Kite on the pod? That would be to, great. To answer for Yeah, to, for, for not picking line. himself. Yeah. Tiger I mean, putted into the water on 17 on Saturday. Very, uh, very it, cool. If you watch the replay of that, it looks like he was trying to do it. The ball's like accelerating as it goes There's into the water. There's nothing in the whole world. That's my first Ryder Cup memory. There's nothing in the world that makes me happier than when someone puts in the water. <laughs> it's, I've only seen it in person like twice. Shout out to Solly. Did yeah. it once. It's, it is like... Oh, 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 it's going to go. It was Atlantic Beach. It was like maybe my fourth or fifth time ever playing with a professional. First time I ever played with Luke Guthrie and Justin Huber. And I was a little bit nervous and I birdied the first (laughs) hole. And then I hit the green with a three iron on the second hole. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot the course record in front of these dudes. Luke's a very intimidating player to play with. He is so proper. He doesn't, except for off the tee, he'll just hit a foul ball with the driver once in a while. But he never misses a putt inside of, 20 feet like you, <laughs> you think everything's gonna go in inside 20 feet and then all of his irons they're the proper shape the proper height the proper tempo everything it's he's a proper ass player anyways i put in the water on the very second on the second hole so us was down 10 and a half to five and a half going into singles and they lost by one they won eight of the matches and, uh cat went one three and one his first rider cut. seriously so. can we get kite on he, I mean, i'm working on I it listen for sure I just I like. I'm trying. Like, to, we're trying to limit the boomer. We've had a lot of boomers lately. So <laughs> people seem to like the. Boomers. They do like the boomers. The boomers have takes. So. Um, Miguel and Hell Martin that no, never played a U.S. Open, never played a PGA, never played a Masters. He yeah. played a Ryder Cup. How about that? He didn't have one take the boat. He didn't over. play a Ryder Cup. He got. <laughs> oh, he, he got kicked got, out. Got, he got kicked you know out. What? In my boat, he did play a Ryder. Cup. He refused <laughs> to play the game. He wasn't going to play there. He wasn't just shrink. You know. Sink God. to their level. Tom Kite won 19 times. Can you imagine PGA that tour? happening today? Like, oh, yeah, you got to go play for your right. Like, God, go play a practice round. So sick. Oh, God, I can't I wait to see. I think that would be cool. This It's kind of in line with my 12 captains picks thing. Oh, for sure. Just like, go prove it. Yeah, go make them make oh. earn it. Thus ends, thus well, I know they got to earn it with points, but that's not what I mean. Thus ends our look at the 1997 Ryder Cup. Wow. So thank you for going on this ride with me. That so. was delightful. Um, anything facts. else we got we to gotta check off before we uh, we call it a night here? I think that's about it. Straight up, I'd never heard of the guy that won the... The Corn Ferry event. The Corn Ferry event. Corn Ferry is... Yeah, we've we got to refamiliarize ourselves with some of the names of the tour this year. Speaking of... It was of, only uh, his sixth start. He played PGA Tour China last year. He never played any other tournaments before that. Speaking so. of uh, the Corn Ferry Tour, shout out to Albin Choi. Yeah. Uh, who was caddying for Sun M. That was unbelievable. He was... Uh, he's like a stud, man. He played on yeah. Golf Canada national team. Uh, played at NC State was really good, and he's played the Corn Ferry for like four years. So he shout out Wolfpack. I don't know if he's uh, totally hanging it up or or what, but that was kind of wild to see him cash a big check on the bag. One final shout out um, before a uh, great weekend this past weekend for uh, Mackenzie Hughes. Shot 66, 66 <laughs> on the weekend. So with that, let's wrap. You're a bad, you're a bad guy. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, everybody have a great week. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Ronnie, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect.